0: based talk podcast fantasy show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here as always, my co-host, Ed Birdsaw. Mr. Birdsall. how you doing?
1: I'm good, Adam. I'm good, Adam. Great day. Great day to be here.
0: That's great. I'm excited to talk about the upcoming week. Yeah. yeah. Or week seven, week eight. I don't even know anymore. It's just the next week.
1: Uh, week eight. Yes. Week eight. Because week seven was the, apocalypse. So Bi-apocalypse. we are, we are here. We are here. It is. It is week eight. Pleasure, pleasure to be here with everybody. Can't wait to yes. talk about. Can we talk about the uh, usual band of suspects? Well, I don't know if I could say that. There, there actually are some, uh, some interesting ones, and we'll be we'll be able to actually touch on Thursday night because this podcast will be going out Wednesday night. Be available for you Thursday morning. So we'll be able to talk some Thursday. So Monday night, we'll be talking about on Sunday night. And now we can talk about Thursday. Wonderful.
0: Wonderful, indeed. So as far as the teams that are on by this week, definitely a lot less than last week, the quote-unquote bypocalypse. Uh, it's just the Raiders and the Ravens who are on by. So you'll be needing potentially a filler for Lamar Jackson if you wrote it out with Derek Carr. Um, You'll need a bye week filler for that, for uh, him as well. But uh, that's really the only two uh, quarterbacks you have to worry about being on by.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, depending on how deep your leagues are, you could have some issues replacing Lamar Jackson. I hope not. And hopefully we can give you uh, some fillers, but you know, if you're in 10 team leagues, you should have no problem. Filling in, uh, filling in from Lamar Jackson, given the amount of good quarterbacks that are available, and the, actually the good amount of streaming options that there are at uh, at the quarterback position this week, it's actually a very, very healthy uh, streaming environment for quarterbacks. Yes,
0: and especially you know if you listen to the waiver show that we did, especially you know there are some really solid quarterbacks out there. Or not even the waiver show. We didn't even do a waiver show. If you listen to the show that, that we did, la- the last show that we did. Whatever the waiver show was supposed to be. The buy yeah. low, sell high show. There we go. That's it. As you can see, we're kind of getting used to this new schedule. Yeah.
1: Working but for you're here, you're here for the entertainment. You are here for the entertainment. It's podcasting quality C plus. Entertainment, A plus. But uh,
0: as far as bi-week fillers, and just general guys that are worthy of starts, regardless. Mm-hmm. Who do you got at the quarterback position specifically?
1: Um, well, if we're talking about, I mean, obviously, I don't want to talk about the high-end guys. So obviously, if Mahomes plays, you're gonna play Mahomes. I feel like I say this every week, but it's just worth mentioning because I know that the one week I don't say it, it's gonna be, Oh, what about Josh Allen? He's gonna to get to my had a great start. Yeah, you're start you're starting those guys, you're starting Mahomes. You're starting, yeah. I mean, you you drafted them with high draft capital, you should be starting them. Um, but in terms of guys, I think are are relatively good streams this week. Um, I'll start with the first one that's Daniel Jones going up against the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday Night Football. I don't need to go into this anymore and saying that the Kansas City Chiefs defense is absolutely terrible. Uh, Daniel Jones has been pretty solid. To start the season, obviously, played the Rams last week, and uh, that did not go very well, and that was knocked out by uh, Dallas. But prior to that, had 20 points in every single start that he had. So if you're riding on that, this is as soft a matchup as it probably gets in terms of secondary. It really just comes down to what bodies are going to be there for Daniel Jones. Now, Kadarius Toney did, in fact, practice in a limited capacity on Wednesday which is good news for his potential availability for Monday night. And if Kadarius Tony is there, it only adds to the appeal to stream Daniel Jones. But even then the solid rushing ability that he has always a threat to get a rushing touchdown. I think the floor is pretty safe. I think the ceiling is is solid enough. He probably is in for a 20, 25 point day, which could, should be good enough for top seven, top eight of the position. So uh, Daniel Jones for me is a, is an excellent, excellent stream. And I think it, it this is, The guy that I think fits in perfectly with the, oh, if you have Lamar Jackson, you're in a deeper league, who should be going and targeting uh, potentially if he's available? Yeah, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones would be the guy for me. Yeah,
0: one guy that's interesting to see even practice because the prognosis was really dire for this quarterback. Baker Mayfield. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he practiced in a limited capacity on Wednesday with a shoulder issue. I mean, all indications seem like he was going to be out for a couple weeks, if not even the rest of the season. I mean, that looked like a possibility, but here he is practicing in a limited capacity. I mean, what do you, like, I don't think you're starting him, but if you're in a bind, you're in a 14-team league and you drafted Baker Mayfield and you're starting Baker Mayfield, should you feel comfortable doing no. so?
1: No. I, I could tell you I'd rather start Tyrod. I'd rather start Jameis. Jameis Revenge Game this week, by the way. Oh, that's right. Just put just putting that out there. Jameis um, Revenge Game Part One. Revenge Game Part One. Yes. So Jameis could be intriguing there. Um, I hell, I'd rather start Geno Smith. I know that's crazy for me to say, but Geno Smith, Gino Smith. Geno Smith at home versus Jacksonville. Mm. Over Baker. Yeah, I, hell, I think I'd rather start the other quarterback in that game, Ben Roethlisberger, over over Baker Mayfield. So who's
0: also questionable,
1: also questionable. But come on, at, at, at this point, when is Baker? When is Baker Mayfield? When is Ben Roethlisberger not questionable?
0: Honestly, that could apply
1: to Baker Mayfield too. Uh, yes, it it, it most uh, it most certainly could be. But um, the perpetually injured Baker Mayfield, <laughs> it's bingo. ridiculous. Exactly. But um, yeah, I mean. Baker Mayfield is someone that I personally would only go for if you're in a bind. Okay. If you're in a bind, um, you want me to get some more, some more starts. I can kind of do a little rapid fire on this. We can go to sets. Sure. All right. So obviously Matthew Stafford, you don't need me to tell you that, but against against Houston. Good God. um, If you're in a bind, Teddy Bridgewater going up against Washington, who allowed the most points to the quarterback position. I know that's a very hard sell given how Teddy Bridgewater has looked over the last couple of weeks, how the Broncos really have looked in general over the last couple of weeks. But I think if there's one game, if there's one game where you could say, you know what, I'll give I'll give him one more opportunity, this is it. This is it. So if you're desperate, Teddy Bridgewater it could be the guy if you're not as desperate and you're just looking for a stream, uh, Ryan Tannehill, I think could be an okay play there. Um, I, about I don't his, think... o- his opposite
0: number, actually. I mean, I talked about him yesterday yeah. on the last show mm-hmm. Carson Wentz going up against, uh, Tennessee. I mean, that game has all the makings of a shootout.
1: Yeah. I, I like both quarterbacks, uh, in that matchup. Tannehill is a top 12 play for me this week. Carson Wentz, the top 15 play. So, they're basically pretty identical in terms of um, where I would probably play them. I mean, my first, my first sit, and we'll get to in a minute, um, might shock some people may not, but I have both of Tannehill and Wentz over someone else that might have some name value who will. Yeah. We'll talk about just, just do it. Just pull it, rip the
0: bandaid off. Let's do it. Aaron Rodgers.
1: Oh, my yeah. gosh. Aaron Rodgers is not a top 15 play for me this week. And I know people are going to say that and say, whoa, he's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, You play him no matter what. Most weeks, yes, that is true. But there's the possibility that Aaron Rodgers could be without three pass catchers tomorrow night, Thursday. Without MVS, who is a game-time decision, coming back from the hamstring. We don't know if he's going to play. He is on the plane going from Green Bay to Arizona. Don't worry. I'm tracking that flight as we speak. I'm just letting everyone know we are we're taking care considering,
0: of it. Considering that we picked him up in the co-own.
1: Yes. Yes. We are We are actively tracking the flight of uh, Green Bay and we are trying to get the occupants that are on board. So this is what you get when you come to the basement talk podcast, Venice, Joe. What can I say? Um, so MVS is a game time decision and already ruled out Alan Lazard who will not play, did not travel, and Devontae Adams basically all but confirmed out. So who is Aaron Rodgers going to be throwing to? He's going to be throwing to Mercedes Lewis. He's going to be throwing to Robert Tunyon. He's going to be throwing to his old buddy, Randall Cobb. No, no. That's just is not. Is Nelson available? <laughs> he may come out of retirement for one game, so according to sources. A driver, sort of maybe close close to the situation. I hear uh, I hear Greg Jannings might come out of uh, retirement as well.
0: Well, he is very good at putting the
1: team on his back. <laughs> that was very good, very good. Well done, well done. Bird buck for you, fantastic, fantastic stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if you have Aaron Rodgers, yeah, sit him, Adam. Him. Could you do me a solid if you don't mind? Yes. Could you do some uh, would you rather's with uh, with Rogers? Okay. Just to get just to get the listeners an idea, because I think I think some of the listeners are are gonna be like, whoa, wait, why would I why would I have a week where I'm not starting Aaron Rodgers?
0: Okay. Would you rather? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins?
1: Oh, Kirk Cousins, easy.
0: Aaron Rodgers or Matt Ryan.
1: Oh, Matt Ryan versus Carolina, Aaron Rodgers versus Arizona. See, I, ha- I have it. Matt Ryan, 14, Aaron Rodgers, 15. Uh, sorry, Aaron Rodgers, 16.
0: See, Aaron Rodgers has actually done well in his career against Arizona. Famously.
1: He has. No, he has. I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers would be a top six play if he had healthy receivers. He doesn't.
0: Well, I cannot wait until we talk about Aaron Jones then
1: Uh, in a a few minutes. For me, it's Matt Ryan. For me, I I would start Matt Ryan over Aaron Rodgers. Crazy, I know.
0: Would you rather have Aaron Rodgers or Jameis? Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. Yeah. As as badly as I
1: would love to say Jameis.
0: Aaron Rodgers or Joe Burrow? Wow. God. Oh, I don't want it's, to watch I mean,
1: that it's, it's, got, it's got to be Burrow. It's got to be. And that's that's a very popular combo that I think a lot of people might have. Aaron Rodgers and the Joe Burrow pivot. I, it's got to be Burrow. It's got to be. Okay. And people are going to think I'm nuts. I mean, I hope I can go out a mailbag on whether it's tomorrow night or Friday night, whenever uh, the mailbag happens, and I won't have to eat crow about Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, well, you never know. Usually, Aaron Rodgers is weird in that
1: sort of way. Look, would it surprise me if Aaron Rodgers puts up a 25? No, absolutely not. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's the most talented quarterback I've ever seen in my life. But are the ingredients there where you want to risk starting Aaron Rodgers on a Thursday night with three receivers potentially being out and a very, very, very shorthanded pass-catching department? I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's a good point.
1: I can tell you right um, now, Aaron Jones is going to be one busy man, and I hope I'm not playing him anywhere. Yeah. How do you feel about kind of the
0: – we're at this point – I don't know how to phrase this question because there's a lot of like uncertainty with quarterbacks because you have – or I, not uncertainty, volatility.
1: volatility That's a better word. yeah. That's word. a better
0: way to put it. Good word. Where you have like Sam Darnold, for example, mm-hmm. or Geno, or Mac Jones, you know, the Jameis revenge game that we talked about. And Game even uh, future Houston Texan to attack a ILOa.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um so I or guess you're I, I guess what you're guys. asking is what's the condition of the lower end guys and how do they compare to yeah. the, the, the more middle or higher end guys? And what is the gap? Are any like? of the lower
0: are any of the lower end guys worth? A
1: start in a pinch. Um, well, I've already said I like Gino in a real pinch, like in a truly diabolical, you have no other option, last resort sort of deal. I guess Gino is okay. This is very conditional, but if Sam Darnold starts against Atlanta, I just think if Sam Darnold can't have a day against Atlanta, he's not having a day against anybody. So, I mean, that's got to be a Sam Darnold bounce back if he's going to continue to be the starter for Carolina. Um, I, would you consider Carson Wentz to be like a lower end option?
0: No, I think he's more of like a mid to high tier. Mid,
1: mid. Option. Okay. Um, I mean, the guy you have to keep an eye on too, and 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 you know, very quietly has been great since coming back from from injury is is the, is the future Houston Texan, Tua. Now, would I be starting him against Buffalo? No. But he plays his future team in week nine, the Houston Texans.
0: I will be so mad if this trade goes through, by the way.
1: Oh, it would be, we would be talking about it. We, we might have a whole podcast dedicated on it. So maybe that's why you'll be mad, because we would actually have to do a podcast about talking about a trade. A Whole podcast that the, I dedicated we, to it. Because my god, the a layers. The trade involving
0: the dolphins getting better.
1: Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. But or the worse. layers. The layers that we would have to go through and talking about something like that if if Deshaun Watson were to get traded in the middle of what he's in the middle of. Yeah. Honestly, I
0: hope that Deshaun Watson gets traded for like a bunch of first round picks, and then he just never plays, and the Dolphins are terrible. And then they don't own any of their first round picks.
1: Well, the, the report that was coming out was that uh, Stephen Ross wants some wants some guarantees. He wants a fallback. He, he basically wants to know if Sean Watson's going to play, and he wants to know what the suspension's going to look like. He wants to know this. He wants to know that. I mean, the the NFL is not going to rush the investigation, nor is the Justice Department, that is carrying out this, you know, it's, it's going to run its course. And when there are answers, there are answers. And Roger Goodell is not going to hand out a, a suspension. I would imagine if there is one that's coming, which I would assume there is until the criminal proceedings have played themselves out. So, you know, it's tough luck for Miami. It's a gamble that they're going to have to kind of, um, have to take if they want to get uh, Deshaun Watson, but no doubt Deshaun Watson, you know, can come in and, and he's the guy. There's no doubt Miami's a better football team with Deshaun Watson than Tua, but it, it most certainly is a gamble because you can't trade three or four, three or four first round assets without any guarantees about Deshaun Watson and his future.
0: It's true. I mean, then you just be having like Herschel Walker
1: 2.0. It's true. And we, we, we do have some breaking news in the podcast that this sucks this this is a this is a shitty one um jj watt is going to miss the rest of the season with a shoulder injury oh yes yeah, I so feel the, so bad it it this, the injury luck with him is just awful awful but yep that is from adam Schefter. confirmed jj watt is going to miss the rest of the regular season with they season ending shoulder injury. That sucks. That sucks.
0: I mean, it's so sad. I mean, when was the last time J.J. Watt finished the season?
1: Oh uh, god. 2017? I think. It's got it, it's at least 4 years. It's
0: rough. It's usually around this time too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But hey, he gets to uh he gets to be a part-time coach now. I guess I don't know. Oh, you know he's going to be. Come on now.
0: Well, he he does have the makings for a, a head coach eventually.
1: Uh yeah, because his last name is Watt. The uh, the new uh, the new first family of the NFL. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean in, in all seriousness, best wishes to uh to JJ Watt in his uh his recovery. But uh, yeah, that's uh. That definitely uh that definitely definitely sucks. Um I mean Adam, we spent we spent so much time on Aaron Rodgers. Are there any other sits that you uh, you could potentially think of?
0: Um besides like the obvious like lower tier guys? Yeah.
1: I think hmm. I don't know. I, I kind of think okay. we cover them all. Like just yeah. Does Justin Herbert worry you? No, I don't think he worries me either.
0: I mean, going to going against New England. Oh, that game was something else. Yeah. Well, last year, that game was something else. So I think that uh, actually they're not even going to New England. They're home again. Yeah, they're home against New England. I think uh, Justin Herbert is going to have a bit of a chip on his shoulder after what happened the last time
1: uh, over under. Half an interception for Trayvon Diggs against Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I don't know. Over. Uh, I don't think he gets one. I don't think he gets one. I think I think Kirk keeps control of the ball. I'm gonna I'm gonna say he doesn't record one. I hope I'm wrong.
0: What well, is a very random what why did you mention that? It's very random. It's a very random
1: question. Because we're talking because you were we were going through some sets. And I said, okay. "Do you think? Do you think Trayvon uh, Diggs picks off Kirk Cousins?"
0: That was for my brother. Is probably what he would say. True. True. If that would happen.
1: Facts. Facts. He should be given. He should be given a hero's welcome in uh, in Minnesota, for just for being the brother of yep. Stefan Diggs. Standing ovation. Yep. Great guy. Love him. Yeah, well, they play each other next year, actually. They do. They do. Wow. They do.
0: Wow. Oh, wait, no, they don't. That's right. No, hold on. The Bills don't play. No, we don't. No, they don't.
1: Well, well, they may. They may. If I get my desired outcome, they may. Which of course is the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Go buy your tickets, folks. Go buy your tickets. Bills Cowboys oh, Part Three. Put the fucking deposits on the table. Do it. Do it. We're going to the Super Bowl, Adam. We're going, we're going to the Super Bowl.
0: I was wrong. I thought I kept thinking for some reason that Trayvon Diggs is on the Vikings. And then I forgot. And then I remembered that Trayvon Diggs is on the Cowboys.
1: Trayvon Diggs is a star. My corner, defensive player of the year. In case anybody was wondering,
0: it's because I mocked him to the Vikings in the mock draft that we did. I think that was was that 2020 or 2021.
1: 2020. Yes, I mocked him to the Vikings for the was A long time ago.
0: Yeah.
1: How far we've come as a society since then?
0: Well, you don't have to look too far. All right, running backs. Yes, running backs. Uh well, Aaron Jones. For yeah. one thing.
1: Oof. Oh my God. Well, I think he's an I think he's an obvious one, but yeah. Yeah. If you needed any clarification on that after I said Aaron Rodgers this is a sit. Oh my god, Aaron Jones is top five play. Top five play. He 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 is going to be oh oh my god. Yeah. Please, yeah. Please, good God, start Aaron Jones. I mean, I don't know what other better what other options you would have. But yeah, Aaron Jones. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic start. I believe I have him top five at the position for the week. I believe I do. Uh I have him at six for the week. I have him at six. Just behind Zeke.
0: Uh, This next one for me as a start is borderline self-deprecation, but Joe Mixon going up against the worst team against running backs in the league in a game that is not going to be a game because the Jets are starting Mike White at quarterback.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think you have to start Joe Mixon. I mean, I would be I'd be kidding myself if I said, you know, you can't start Joe Mixon. Let's get the Jets. You got to start him. Got him. Yep. Um, Darrell Henderson as well, going against Houston. Yep, I have him as a top 10 play on the week. Adam, you can you could just sing it with me. DeAndre Swift going up against DeAndre Philly.
0: DeAndre Swift. Love him.
1: Love him. Great guy. Great guy. Second, running second best we, guy over Derek Henry.
0: Yes. Speaking of running backs that we own. Yeah. Uh, some guy, someone, someone who had a letdown last week, Darrell Williams or Darrell Williams.
1: Yeah. Of the Chiefs. Yeah. Big letdown. Big letdown of the week. But to be fair, I think the entire Kansas City Chiefs offense was a big letdown against the Titans. I still have him as a top 15 play. Playing with confidence Monday against the Giants.
0: I was going to say, but I think the thing is with Daryl Williams is it's a tougher decision because it's Monday. And it's not a tough decision to, at all. It's tougher than most. If It would be tougher than if he was playing on Sunday.
1: No, that's not, that's not a tough one. The, okay. the, the, the Giants are not winning that game. Plain and simple. The the Chiefs are going to win that game. If Patrick Mahomes plays, the Chiefs are winning that game. Start Darrell Williams with confidence. Bounce back week. Bounce back week, Darrell Williams scores. Yes. Book it. Book it. Hell, you want controversy. I'll give you controversy right now. I would start Darrell Williams over Nick Chubb.
0: Bird. Yeah. We've been doing this for too long. Why? You know who I was about to ask you about? Nick Chubb. Yeah.
1: I have Darrell Williams at 13. I have Nick Chubb at 15.
0: Well, that's if Nick Chubb even plays.
1: Uh he is all but confirmed going to play.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, if that's if Nick Chubb is isn't limited.
1: Uh, as far I don't as think his I don't usage. Th- think he's going to be but is it possible that dearness johnson steal some touches oh absolutely yeah that's very possible
0: well i mean especially after you know he filled in very admirably against
1: denver yes he did this past thursday he did his story and his story is terrific if you haven't heard about his story definitely go uh go check that out because uh very very inspiring stuff
0: yeah but uh i don't think i don't know i don't know it's that Cleveland situation is really weird. All um, facets, really.
1: It's weird, but it's also a dumpster fire. Because it's, it's just been the worst year imaginable for the Browns. Nobody is healthy. And that's saying a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. And in some, some way, somehow, they're still somewhat alive. You know, they, they need to win games. They need to win games, and if the best way for them to win games is to run the ball, Nick Chubb's going to be a big part of that. So, you know, I, I could definitely see Nick Chubb getting a solid amount of work in this game. Granted, they're not going against the most high-powered offense in the world with Big Ben and company, but, yeah, Nick Chubb, I think a, a solid start, top 15 guy, high-end RB2 uh, for me, and – I'll give you one more before we go to uh, the sits. I'll give you two more because I just think it's it's important to talk about both of uh, them. Chuba Hubbard and Damian Harris, both great starts. And fuck, one more, Kenny Gainwell against the Lions. Fire them all up.
0: Yeah, what Kenny Gainwell by himself?
1: Well, he'll have Boston Scott there, but yeah, for the most part, he'll be by himself. All three of those guys, Damian Harris, Chuba Hubbard and Kenny Gainwell are top 20 plays for me.
0: Yeah. I think one big sit that people, I think they're going to start, they're going to start him because they spent a first round pick or even a
1: early second round pick on him. Antonio Gibson. Um, He's a top 24 play for me, but he definitely has to regain some confidence of fantasy managers. Yes. Yeah. And again, it's, it, it depends on what options you have, like sure. Antonio Gibson or Kenny Gainwell. I'm starting Kenny Gainwell. Yeah. That's as a matter Hubbard of fact, I'm starting Gainwell, Hubbard. Hell, I'd start Khalil Herbert as well and Damian Harris all over uh, Antonio Gibson. Yeah, I would.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be in another uh, – speaking of like other sits, I think it's going to be another kind of letdown week for Gaskin because he had a he had a solid week last week so here's the here's the other shoe.
1: Yeah, I don't have Miles Gaskin as a top 35 play going up it's a Buffalo defense that is very solid against the run. Yeah, no. No, thank you. No, thank you. I think that game that game could get hideous and and I don't mean it in a good way. Like I think Buffalo could be destroying them. So, yeah, I mean, when Buffalo is up by 17 against Miami. I, I don't know if I would want to be uh really riding the the anybody in the Miami Dolphins backfield for that matter. It could be Salvin Ahmed, it could be Miles Gaskin, it could be Malcolm Brown. Who the fuck knows?
0: Yeah. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned Clue Herbert
1: because
0: yeah. uh that bears backfield. I mean, we all thought that it was gonna be Damien Williams. Damien Williams is on the COVID list, Clue Herbert. Has a whale of the game against Green Bay. Yeah. And Damien Williams comes back for the game against Tampa Bay, and Damien Williams doesn't do shit. And it seems like Khalil Herbert's the guy. I mean, is that pretty accurate? I kind of couldn't yeah. have said that much
1: better myself. That's bang on. Khalil, Khalil Herbert is the guy you want to own the Chicago backfield. It, it is not Damien Williams. Yep. Actually, we do
0: we didn't uh, talk about this.
1: The Saints got an old face back. I mean, this is a great opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. Yes.
0: Heisman trophy winner going to wait a minute. Did Jay Jameis never won the Heisman, did he?
1: Uh no, no Jameis did not win the Heisman, sadly. No, he should have Mario that year. He should have. Jameis should have absolutely won the
0: favorite quarter, but your your least favorite player won the Heisman that that year that Jameis probably should have. My least favorite player. Oh. Oh. I just mentioned
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, My one of my least favorites. He, he's in a category with uh, Jared Goff and uh, Andy Redacted. Uh, Andy Redacted. Andy Redacted, No, Andy Redacted. Well, Heisman yes. trophy, I can't even say Heisman the guy's trophy name. winner.
0: Heisman Trophy winner Mark Ingram was traded back to the New Orleans Saints.
1: It adds some depth for the for the, uh, for the Saints, and I assume they're going to really look at the formula that really worked for them when they had Ingram and Kamara there. It's going to be a lot of ground and pound with Ingram, and then you bring in Alvin Kamara as a change of pace. So does Mark Ingram have fantasy value? Yeah. Yeah, I think he does. Now, do I think he's a top 30 running back rest of season? No, I don't. Is he top 40? Probably. Probably, yeah. But does he have the ceiling for more than that? Yeah. Yeah, he does. You know, I think guys like Mark
0: Ingram, especially for Alvin Kamara, who has been having a really good season uh, recently, like a bunch of really good games, I just hope that Mark Ingram isn't like a usage parasite for Alvin Kamara,
1: where he's taking away touches that would otherwise be going to Kamara. Well, I think what we've, what we've seen from Alvin Kamara is that he's not an in-between-the-tackles guy. He, uh, that's just not his strength. What his strength is is getting into space, outside runs, getting two-yard dump-offs, and taking it 25, 30 yards. That is what Alvin Kamara excels in. And where Mark Ingram is going to be really, really good for this New Orleans Saints team is he'll be able to be the guy that wears a defense out. And then if you want to bring a Kamara for a more, you know, change of pace approach, like I said before, you now have that opportunity. So you're not just relying on Alvin Kamara to be the guy that's getting you third and two, third and one, because that's just not his game. That's just not who he is. That is who Mark Ingram is. Mark Ingram is a pure north-south runner, whereas Alvin Kamara, you get him into space and he's going to kill you. That is the game. That is the strategy that I think the Saints are, are, are rolling with. And, and it makes sense. It, it makes a ton of sense.
0: It does. I mean, it's a tried and true formula.
1: It is. It is.
0: But uh, it's interesting to talk about because, you know, it literally just happened. News is fresh.
1: It is fresh. It is fresh. It's, it's hot
0: off the press. Hot off the press. Indeed. Um. um sits. Sits. I mean, we kind of, we're kind of doing sits,
1: I guess, but whatever. Um, I don't know if we were doing, if we were doing sits. I mean, I didn't say Derek Henry is a sit.
0: Oh, is Derek Henry a sit now? Big time sit.
1: Yeah. Number one running back on the oh. sit him.
0: Oh, it's good. Is that because he's going up against uh, the Colts? The third best rushing defense in oh. uh, the NFL.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, do not sit Derek Henry. I am being facetious. Do not do it. I don't want to have any. I don't want to have some asshole blowing up, blowing up the mailbag, saying, you told you told me to sit Derek Henry and he put up 30 points. Fuck you. No. No. By the way, we don't tell you to do anything. We just give you advice. Right. We give you the advice. We give you the advice. At the end of the day. It is your conscious brain and the way that your brain thinks that makes the final decisions. We just help you make, uh, make the decision.
0: You but, can listen to us say, if you can listen to Bird be an idiot and say, sit Derrick Henry, and you can say, you know what? Bird's an idiot. I'm going to start Derrick Henry. Fair. Fair. In which and I, would say, and I would say, I would say, good on you. Yes.
1: Uh, you want more sets? But, uh, yes, more sets, please. Uh, well, we said Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin is a very, very good sit. Um, The Denver guys, I would sit until there's a bit more clarity. Both of them scored last Thursday night against Cleveland. So once again, we had absolutely no clarity on the situation at all. Thank you so much for that, Denver. Um, David Johnson for me is a sit. I know there were some people that rushed to waiver wires today to pick up David Johnson in the wake of the uh, Mark Ingram trade, do not start David Johnson against the Rams. Pretty please, and thank you. And I'll give one more sit just because I feel like I have to say this guy, uh, Mike Davis against Carolina. It is now the Cordero Patterson show. Uh, Mike Davis could uh, Mike Davis could be very much droppable within the next week or two. So, yeah, Mike Davis is is a sit, and I'll give one more. Again, I think it's just one that I'm I'm sort of obliged to say, uh, dear Ernest Johnson. With Nick Chubb coming back, do not be starting dear Ernest Johnson. Thank you very much.
0: Okay, I think uh, if you were hoping for things out of Michael Carter, I'd wait a
1: couple weeks. I wait till Zach uh, is back. He's a fantastic stash. He's a fantastic stash. And if there's any teams out there that are sitting at uh, six and one, five and two. Uh, maybe seven and zero, oh, and you and you want a guy that maybe is like a hold and wait sort of thing. I uh, yeah yeah, Michael Carter is is that guy. Same thing with Javante Williams actually. Uh, I think they both are great uh, buy lows. See where they're at. See the situation of the team uh, that they are um that they're playing on, and and maybe you can get them for cheap if you can help that team. Uh, get immediate results because you obviously don't need them if you're six and one, five and two.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: And I don't know if so, I mentioned this. I don't know if I mentioned this uh, last one, um, but I just think it's important to talk about really, really quick before we move on to the receivers. Uh, Alex Collins. Mm-hmm. Alex Collins. Ooh, uh, there is no Seattle Seahawks running back that I want to play.
0: We kind of mentioned it on on the last show, but it's good that you mentioned it now.
1: Yeah, just want to point that out. Uh, there is no Seattle Seahawk outside of DK Metcalf that is worth start worth starting in fantasy, even though they are playing the Jaguars. Yes.
0: All right. Moving on to receivers. As far as starts, I mean, you're starting like out of the top ten. There isn't anybody that you're not starting at this point, point. and that's like you know Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Devil Samuel, Stefan Diggs, uh Thielen, Jamar Chase, even like Mike Williams at this point. He's like on the outskirts.
1: Uh see, um, I actually have McLaurin. Mike Williams. I actually have Mike Williams outside the top 10 this week. I have Mike Williams at 15. I actually have Keenan Allen higher than I have Mike Williams, which is kind of crazy.
0: Well, it doesn't sound that crazy, considering that Keenan Allen is the better receiver.
1: Well, I th- I think Keenan Allen is 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 definitely the better receiver, but both of them, both of them have key parts to play in in that offense. Yeah. Um, um I think.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Brandon Cooks go ahead. could be a guy that is worth a start because you know the Texans are going to be throwing a lot. They're going to be down big against the Rams. And uh, Brandon Cooks has actually quietly been pretty solid. Yeah, he's
1: a top. He's a top thirty play. He's a top thirty guy. Yeah, I have no problem with that. If you're starting as a third receiver or, or as a flex, yeah, got no issue. Um, Michael Pittman, I love this week. I, I well, especially since
0: do. Paris Campbell might be out for the season again.
1: Yeah, it's it's looking that way. It it, it is looking that way that. He is, in fact, going to be uh, out for the year. And then I'm just looking at the at the Titans corner situation at this moment, and it is just dreadful. Um, yeah, Michael Pittman, for me, is he's a top 20 play, and you have to go ahead and play him. Uh, you need to fit him into lineups regardless of wh- wherever you possibly can. Um, what are some other under-the-radar guys that, that you could potentially play? Um, I know people might get a little frustrated when I say this just because of he hasn't exactly, you know, lit the world on fire. But uh Amari Cooper against Minnesota. I know everyone the talk of the town right now is CeeDee Lamb and how he's becoming the number one off uh number one receiver in this offense. I think it's a one A one B. You know, CeeDee's gonna have his weeks, Amari Cooper's gonna have his weeks. I think this is a great week for Amari Cooper to have a nice, nice performance Sunday night. At Minnesota, Minnesota's secondary is putrid. Yeah, yeah. Amari Cooper, top 15 play for me. Fire him up at at, at all costs. Um,
0: What interesting thing about the Cowboys, actually, is we kind of talked about this before we went on air. Sure. But uh, their 1C or number two receiver, depending on how you look at it, could be coming back. Michael Gallup.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he could be coming back, and if he they've opened the window, I believe you said Adam to uh, to have him return. So it could be Sunday, it could be in a couple of weeks, but Michael Gallup is on the way back, and I think uh, you know just adds the to the bevy of options for uh, for Dallas. I did just get a text on my uh, coming through, and I did not hear this. So I haven't corroborated this at all, but this is just from a source that I, that I just uh, had pop up here, and I couldn't have asked for better timing for this to come through. Okay. Apparently, Debo Samuel was hurt today. He was. He has a calf problem. That is what I just heard. I have not been able to say to confirm or deny, but that is what just came through. And if it's true that Debo Samuel has a hurt calf, I mean, you have to go get Brandon Ayuk.
0: Yeah. So they're going to throw it
1: what, they're gonna have to.
0: Yeah. So that's what uh, Kyle Shanahan said. He said uh, Debo Samuel didn't practice or won't practice due to a calf injury.
1: Okay. All right. So. All right. So that 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 came straight from the source. There you go. Okay. Well, the Debo injury. Here we go.
0: Very unfortunate.
1: Hey, you know what? We're, we're, we're recording this Wednesday. You'll have more information about it as the week, as the week goes on. Um, the most important day for practices. And we, we talk about this all the time. And I think it's worth mentioning, you know, on repeat, the most important day for practices and practice reports is Friday. If there's a, DNP next to a player that you have on Friday, odds are they are not going to play. Odds are. So that's the most important day. Monitor Debo Samuel over the next couple of days. And, you know, if he practices tomorrow in a limited capacity, great. If he doesn't, monitor it for Friday. If he doesn't practice on Friday in a limited capacity, then you need to start looking for options. I mean, you should be looking for options right now, regardless. Because not having Debo Samuel against Chicago, which is an unbelievable matchup for him. Potential start of the week kind of start, Debo Samuel. Yeah, that's not good. That is not good. Yep.
0: It's actually a pretty big week for players coming off of IR because Mm -hmm. uh, there's the speculation about when Michael Thomas is going to come off IR. Oh,
1: please. Um, Please, God. I think Jerry Judy is Mm – uh, yes, scheduled to come off of IR. That is correct. Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy is returning this week.
0: Um, MVS is a game time decision on Thursday. Yep. So, um, yeah, pretty interesting stuff. As far um, as receivers coming off of IR and just injuries in general,
1: I want to mention this too before we before we get to uh, to the sits. Uh, one more start for me, Calvin Ridley. Please start him with confidence.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, you know, for Calvin Ridley, it's like when is enough enough? He still hasn't broken 20 points.
1: Hey, all all I have to all I have to say, if there's any fantasy manager in any of my leagues out there that wants to trade me Calvin Ridley, I'm open for business. I think he's okay. He's well, a fantastic bylaw. I maybe, maybe the best buy low out there right now. Yeah. Because, and I know I mentioned have... him on the buy low sell high show. I know I did. I did, actually. Yep. I, well, we yeah. both did. Yes. I was going to, and then you stole my thunder. Thanks. That's what we do. Yep. We, we're telepathically connected adam It's in the stars. It's in the stars. What's your star sign? I'm a Leo. You're Leo. Ooh, do cancers get along with Leos? Keep, keep going. I I, I, have, I have to do I to do some some research, uh, astrological research. Yes, yes. I feel like Galileo right now. Oh.
0: Galileo would be well, very offended if he was alive to hear you say that.
1: Well, Galileo is a great guy.
0: Anyway, uh, as far as sits for the week, um, I don't. Like the Cleveland guys, either Landry or Beckham, both injured. Of course, um, Julio Jones also, of course, injured. Definitely a bit of a sit for me. Um, hmm. I don't know. There aren't like I'm sure there are like a ton that you could think of that can think of off the top of my head, but I don't really have any at the moment.
1: Um, Do you have I'm any sitting- Yeah, I'm sitting. Every Pittsburgh, every Pittsburgh receiver. If there's one that I had to play, it would be Deontay Johnson. But I just don't trust that with a 10 foot pole. I know people are going to start Deontay Johnson out of necessity. I have him in the top 15 play. I don't love it. So yeah, not my, not my cup of tea there. Uh, Tyler Lockett is a sit for me for obvious reasons, as mentioned before. The only Seahawk that is worth playing in fantasy this week is a name by the, by the is a man by the name of DK Metcalf. Um, Tyler Boyd is a sit for me against the Jets, as much as people may want to really, really play him. Uh, that's just not one that I'm going for. Corey Davis in the same game against Cincinnati. That's a sit for me. And then one more, I finally pulled the trigger. I am done. He is not playing for me. And I'm actually very close to cutting him. And that's Allen Robinson. Sit his ass. That's so sad. Well, did you did you hear what Alan Robinson said this week? And, and I back my children. I, I do. I'm a, I'm a very, very proud and supportive father of, of all of my kids, all of them. Alan Robinson came out this week, and he said that he didn't get enough practice time in training camp with Justin Fields. And that's why they don't have the connect. What? What? What about practices during the season? What do you do during practice? Right. That's exactly my question. What goes on during practice that you can't be working on a connection with your starting quarterback?
0: Also, also.
1: It's not tough. It's not tough.
0: Think about it. There was a whole offseason. You could just throw a ball. Doesn't even need to be practice. You could just throw a
1: ball. You just have a catch. People do it all the time. Yeah. Go to a park. There's plenty of parks in Chicago. Trust me. There's plenty of parks.
0: Justin Fields was drafted in May. He probably got the playbook in, let's say, June or July. Probably June. You don't think that you could have met up and tried to form a bit of a rapport
1: well, there is there is some CBA stuff about outside workouts and and all this this red tape that goes with liability and what if you get hurt and what about running routes and blah 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 blah, blah whatever whatever yes yes you're right there could have been individual workouts that were held on the side where Justin Fields and Alan Robinson could have gotten work in. absolutely very but you fair do that
0: all the time
1: yeah quarterbacks and
0: receivers oh. do it all the time over the summer exactly they go Exactly. To go to a beach in the L.A. or
1: whatever the fuck and then they work out. How how they how that was the excuse that Allen Robinson came up with. It was, oh, I never got a chance to connect with him. That's bullshit. I'm sorry. That's in bullshit. Week eight. In week eight, they that's your excuse. The Chicago Bears are trying their best to kill whatever whatever value Alan Robinson has in the open market and they're doing a good job at it.
0: Now I don't even know if I want Alan Robinson
1: to join the Jets. Uh no. No, he needs to he needs to go to a place where there's an established quarterback that's there. I don't think Allen Robinson is done. I don't think Allen Robinson is toast in terms of his career. Like, I think Allen Robinson is gonna be an unbelievable value next year in drafts. I I, I truly think so. But he has to go to a place where they have an established quarterback. Ha, has to. Has to. Otherwise, otherwise he's fucked. Otherwise, he's completely fucked. And I won't be drafting him anywhere. But like Say, say he goes to, and, and this is like, forgive me, father, for I've sinned, but say he goes to the Detroit Lions, let's just say for fun. Oh, oh, he at least has Jared Goff there. And we've seen Jared Goff produce fantasy receivers. He produced Cooper Cup. He produced Robert Woods. Now, I, I, could Allen Robinson be that guy? Yeah, absolutely. Ab- absolutely. Again, what if he goes to New England? He becomes number one receiver for Mac Jones. <laughs> That's Mac Jones is an established quarterback. He's not an established quarterback, but hell, he's better than Justin Fields. I'll tell you that right now. He can get his receivers the ball. What if
0: Allen Robinson goes to Pittsburgh?
1: They need a quarterback. And it's or not big bad. Cincinnati? I mean, the one that makes the most sense. Cincinnati, they had the three receivers. The one that makes the most sense is Baltimore. Baltimore makes the most sense.
0: Allen Robinson on that team would be unstoppable.
1: Him as a number two receiver to Hollywood, more like a 1A, 1B, and then you have Mark Andrews? Hell, if that happens before the deadline. Oh, I would have died and gone to heaven.
0: You know who would be a great landing spot for Allen Robinson? That would finally give them an excuse to get rid of this player that's been on the team forever? Seattle. They can cut Tyler Lockett and they have Allen Robinson and DK Metcalf.
1: See, they would they would never cut Tyler Lockett because Tyler Lockett is Russell Wilson's boy. But the problem is, the problem is you take you take you do take Tyler Lockett out of, out of Seattle, and Tyler Lockett is probably no better than an average receiver, as we've seen.
0: What about Allen Robinson in well, Allen Robinson in Oakland, I mean lost Oakland. Allen Robinson in Las Vegas would be pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I actually like that one a lot. That makes sense. Put him put him next to uh next to Mr. Waller.
0: It reminds me of another receiver whose name starts with A that played for the
1: Raiders. I may know that guy. That that Name might be, uh, might be vaguely familiar. Great guy, great yeah. guy, love, him. love, him. great guy. Is the number 89 still available for the Raiders? No, number eight, the number 89 is not available for the Raiders. That is worn by uh, by Mr. Brian Edwards. Oh, well, then never mind. I cannot
0: believe that wasn't Mario Cooper's number, right?
1: Uh, yeah, 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 he was 89. Shout out out to all the homies that wear 89.
0: There aren't a lot of
1: them. There needs to be more. 89 is a great number. It's very, very satisfying. Very, very satisfying on the eye. So why didn't he wear 89 with the Cowboys? Um, I think he just wanted a number that was going to be a bit different, a bit change of pace for for him, a fresh start perhaps. So he just subtracted 70. I guess so. And here we are. And here we are. All right, we're getting off topic
0: <laughs> again.
1: What else is new? Roses and red, violets are blue.
0: What else is new? Yeah. Um,
1: tight ends. You know this is. Oh,
0: I mean, okay. We can go on. We can go to tight. Well, ends.
1: if you if you have anything more to add for the for the receivers, please by all means.
0: I guess my question. You know, we oh, kind of beat I like this. To death. We 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 beat this to death, but like. Yeah, you know, sure. the Panthers guys, you know, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, who the fuck knows?
1: It's DJ, it's DJ Moore. But if you're, if you're waiting for a big week for any of the Carolina Panthers receivers, this is it, against Atlanta.
0: I mean, are you cutting Robbie Anderson? Is Robbie yes. Anderson droppable?
1: Yes. Yes. I believe, I believe out of all of my leagues, Robbie Anderson is available in about 65 or 70% of them.
0: We might actually win that trade that we did because we could just pick up Robbie Anderson again.
1: He is on waivers there. Is he? I don't know.
0: No, I'm saying
1: eventually we could. Oh, eventually eventually, but what value what value does Robbie Anderson really provide? I mean that team that team could maybe be starting Robbie Anderson this week because we gave them Hollywood and Hollywood's on a buy. So that's true. They could be starting Robbie Anderson this week.
0: Much to their detriment. Cause Robbie Anderson has a season high of 12.7 fantasy points on one long touchdown.
1: Mm-hmm. That was a 58 yarder.
0: 57, but
1: yeah, fuck. That's close.
0: But uh, that's it. And he's only scored one touchdown since. <sighs>
1: Well, I guess the moral of the story is don't trust reclamation projects, but we all thought we all thought it was going to be different because Ryan Tannehill, Mr. Tannehill. Well, we all thought it'd be different because Robbie Anderson looked like a new
0: guy with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Or, or is the reclamation project we're talking about Sam Darnold?
1: Uh, the reclamation project we're talking about is Sam is Mr. Uh, Mr. Samuel Darnold. Okay. I mean, I'm rooting for Sam. I hope he's good. He might I not be good. I hope he's good. I don't think he is, but currently he's not. No, no. He needs He needs McCaffrey back. But the problem is, are, is Carolina going to be in a spot where they can actually afford to bring McCaffrey back? Like, will they? Will they be contending for a playoff spot where they can bring McCaffrey back? Because they're out of it. Say, come week ten. They're three and six. Do they bring McCaffrey back? I don't know. I you know say. You know say. C, C, C. As every week, as
0: every week goes by, and every week, I just think that the Jets could have just held on to Teddy Bridgewater. And they could have just not traded him to New Orleans.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, they absolutely could have held on to Teddy Bridgewater.
0: So dumb, so so so
1: dumb. But he would have he would have prevented them from going and filling the most important area, which is getting a young quarterback. Problem is, they need to surround him with talent, and they have not uh, they have not done that yet. That's that's step two. That's step two. Continuing to draft, getting more offensive linemen to help him. It's a great offensive lineman draft and then getting another receiver that can help out Zach Wilson. We are getting so off track right now talking by talking about Zach Wilson and the New York Jets and their problems.
0: Yeah, it's just because Mike McHagan's an idiot. Fair point. We could have just had Teddy Bridgewater and drafted Quentin Nelson. Yeah. Mike that is true. An idiot. He's such an idiot. Anyway, that's besides the point.
1: Is Adam having a meltdown? Oh, oh no! Oh no!
0: Who's worse, Mike McCagney or John Edzik? Let us know.
1: Um, I'll put uh, I'll put uh, can we put Stan Bowman in there as well? Stan well, Bowman, Kevin Sheveldayoff, and uh, Joe Quinville. And Mark Bergevin. And Mark? Uh, yes, Mark Bergevin. We can put in there as well because fuck Mark Bergevin for no other reason other than fuck Mark Bergerman. And Kyle Dubas, add him to the list too. Fuck him.
0: Well, not, not for that reason. Not, not, for, not for the reason for the other guys, just, just in general. Just, just in general, fuck Kyle Dubas, yes. At least John Idzik and Mike McKenna were just idiots.
1: True. true. Thankfully, they, they, they were just idiots. True, they weren't sleaze balls. Right. I'm sure that they're a nice gentleman. Anyway, I'm not even going to, we're not even touching that. Let's move on to tight ends. Sure. Very, 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 very easy position to let talk about.
0: Yes. Darren Waller is on a buy. So you'll potentially be needing a filler for that. Not even potentially, if you have Darren Waller and he's on a buy. You, if you need have Darren Waller,
1: end. you're needing a replacement. Yes.
0: Yes. In many words, that yep. is why I just said.
1: Uh-huh. Correct. I filled, so, in the, I filled in the blank for you, Adam. Thank you, Brad. You're welcome, sir. Um, It looks like Gronk's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski is going to be back this week. He did practice today, Wednesday. So great news for anybody that has Rob Gronkowski. And yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Can't wait to see Tom Brady feed him.
0: Oh, great. How exciting. That's
1: oh, going to be favorite. awesome. It's My favorite so thing great. in the whole world. Tom Brady to Gronk connection again. Ah, awesome. Love it. Yeah, Gronk is a top 12 play. He's a top 12 play. See where he's at physically. And again, there's no guarantee that Rob Gronkowski plays this week because the Bucks are on a bye next week. and Then they come back week 10 against the Washington football team. So it is very possible. That Tampa Bay decides, you know what, we're going to sit Gronk, we're going to sit Antonio Brown, give them two more weeks to heal, and bring them back week 10 and have all systems go. It is entirely possible. Now, with Gronk practicing, that is a good sign. He is looking much more likely than Antonio Brown is. Antonio Brown did not practice on Wednesday and is considered doubtful to play against New Orleans. So they might be getting Rob Kronkowski back against New Orleans, but it's looking like Antonio Brown is going to be out versus the Saints.
0: Yeah, it looks like it. Do you like the uh, tight ends from the Eagles-Lions game?
1: Uh, Yeah, I like both of them a lot. Dallas Goddard is my number two tight end of the week. TJ Hawkins is my number four. Yep.
0: And uh, honestly, you know, the tight ends from Thursday are also pretty solid starts. Zach Ertz who you probably already picked up or somebody already picked him up Mm -hmm. or Robert Tunyon who might still end up being on waiver wires.
1: Yeah. Zach Ertz Ertz, I like more than Tunyon. Tunyon I have as my number 12 option of the week. Zach Ertz I have as my number seven option of the week. So obviously a difference, but, um, but yeah, Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz and and Tunyon I think just by necessity with Tunyon are, uh, are fine plays.
0: Uh, any other starts before we move on to
1: sets? Yeah, sleeper start. Sleeper start of the week for the tight end position. Tyler Conklin going up against Dallas. Dallas bleeds <sighs> Don't points, do this at, again. points to the tight end position. It, it, it's coming every week. It's coming every week. Start a tight end against Dallas. I guarantee you, I guarantee it, that a tight end for Minnesota is going to score. And the one guy from Minnesota that's there is Tyler Conklin. So if you're in a bind... If you're in a bind, start Tyler Conklin in DFS. If DF- in DFS, if you want to have a little fun and you want to send it to me, I will call you out in this podcast and say you're the biggest balls that I know. Start a su- uh, start a um, DFS lineup where you have Tyler Conklin, Durham Smythe, and Chris Herndon. Wow, I would I would pay to see it. Oh, uh, hey, cash money,
0: Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon. What a guy. What Adam, one of those guys
1: is scoring a hundred percent. I know it's probably going to be Chris Herndon. I would laugh my ass off this. Chris. Herndon. <laughs> I would <laughs> laugh my ass off. Cause he scored against Carolina. Yeah, he did. It was his first catch. First and only catch. I mean, he, he's just a great guy. He's a great guy. Love him. Love him. Uh, you want some sets? How many fucking times are you going to mention
0: Tyler Conklin? Before you're just going to say, you know what? You're out
1: of chances. This has been like the fourth or fifth week in a row. Don't worry. Don't worry. When uh, when Tyler Conklin is not playing the Cowboys after this week, I won't be mentioning Tyler Conklin maybe ever again. I was going to say, you know,
0: he of one good game.
1: He's about to have two. <laughs> He's about to have two. Book it. Book it. A bird guarantee of the week. If anybody needs to place a nice long shot bet, Tyler Conklin, anytime touchdown. Hell, honestly, if you really want to go deep, put 10 bucks on Tyler Conklin, anytime touchdown. 10 bucks, Durham Smythe. 10 bucks, Chris Herndon. You
0: should put 30 bucks on Chris Herndon scoring a touchdown.
1: Oh, my God. The odds for that would just be – I don't even know if they would have the option. I think the <laughs> odds would be just so astronomically high.
0: They would just like literally
1: give you a breathalyzer.
0: Like on the spot, if you try and bet money on Chris Herndon scoring a touchdown,
1: sir, are you high in placing bets? You maybe shouldn't be doing that. Uh, please make please make bets under a clear and obvious frame of mind. It is stupid to bet to bet while you are under the influence. Do not do it. Hell, if you can avoid betting altogether, avoid betting altogether it just gives you more unnecessary stress and anxiety and who the fuck needs that in the world that we live in it works for me the only gambling that i do is on super bowl boxes and fantasy
0: football season long fantasy football
1: yeah yeah i mean I, I i stopped the whole betting thing i stopped that just because it wasn't it wasn't fun it wasn't fun like i could talk about it i could talk about it no problem like i don't have i don't have, like an itch to you know go and, and bet on uh, on sports but um yeah, it just it just took out the fun because I was just like so pent up and stressed. And, yeah, I understand. Yeah, that, I, don't, I don't, I don't need, I don't, need, I don't need any more anxiety in my life.
0: You need to drive out to Jake's fifty eight on the LAE at <laughs> at eleven in the
1: morning. No, no, I, I I can confirm to you that that is just not a thing that I would do anymore. Even. Even when I was like big into the sports betting thing, I I I still wouldn't do it. Not necessarily my kind of crowd, if you get my gist. Yes, I do. To um how do I set this up being nasty? geriatric. Um, geriatric. Let's go with that. Let's go with that, Adam. Okay. Sure. Uh the sits for me this week. It's a pretty healthy environment, actually, for for the tight ends. Like, if you ask me who I would be sitting, Evan Ingram, I have to sit. Ricky Seals-Jones would be a sit if he's the guy. Hunter Henry revenge game versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Just want to point that out there. Hunter Henry guaranteed to score for the fourth straight week.
0: Okay. Good enough for me. Still Uh, fuck the Patriots. Fuck the Pats. but regardless.
1: Let's go Hunter. Let's go Hunter. Great guy. Great guy. Great guy. Love, love Hunter Henry. Hall of Fed tight end.
0: Okay. Defenses.
1: Yeah, sure. The Rams yeah,
0: showing sure, right. up against Houston. Um, most teams, most people have the Rams, so that's not really going to help you. Um, if Sam Donald starts, you know, The Falcons going up against Carolina.
1: Oh, God. Please don't start the Falcons against Carolina. Regardless. Regardless? Yes, they can't stop anybody.
0: Even the Bengals going up against Mike White. Oh, my
1: God. The Bengals are my number one player of the week. (sighs) Even ahead of Buffalo. Even ahead of the Rams. Even ahead of the Bucks. who are playing Jameis. Bengals, number one. Number one. And actually... And they may be available. I, I'm not exactly sure if, if they are. But how about the San Francisco 49ers against the Chicago Bears? That's a good one. Yeah, the only the only thing that I have against the 49ers, they concede just way too many pass interference penalties. I believe they give up. They concede the second most pass interference penalties in the league. I believe they have now 13 pass interference penalties, So, which is astronomically high. So...
0: What about the reverse? The Bears going up against the 49ers.
1: I mean, if Debo Samuel is in play, yeah. Yeah. But the injury to Khalil Mack could put a damper on that. Yes. So I I would say San Francisco for me would be the, the better stream there. But, you know, is it one that I'm actively just, you know, running to pick up San Francisco? No, no. I'm – me personally, I am not. Uh, The Chargers at home versus New England, if you're desperate for a, uh, for a stream play, that could be one. And I'll go, I'll go even deeper here. What about Denver at home against Washington? I was actually going to go for the flip of that. I was going to go for Washington against Denver. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. I mean, I would like to avoid both, both defenses if possible, but if you're in a bind and you need and you need like an option, I don't see why not. Denver, like their defense isn't bad. No, their defense their defense is not bad by by any stretch. They've been decimated by injuries though. They they they've gone through I think seven or eight linebackers. Uh, their secondaries beat up. Uh, Von Miller is questionable to play. So they, they're just so banged up right now defensively that it's it's just completely completely killed them
0: yeah i get that what about pittsburgh
1: top five play top five play yeah backup backup quarterback strong run defense uh pittsburgh Uh, the receivers are not great it it makes up the recipe is there for for a strong day for uh for pittsburgh i mean me me personally, I think Pittsburgh just blows the socks off of Cleveland in that game. As is tradition. As is tradition, yes. And we we keep that tradition going with a annual Pittsburgh blowout of Cleveland at Hydesfield. Yes.
0: All right, so I guess that's really it, right? Is there anything you want to do? You want to preview Thursday or what?
1: The Arizona Cardinals are winning that game by a lot.
0: And there is your Thursday night preview.
1: There's Thursday night preview. Thank,
0: yeah. um, um, thank
1: you for listening to this episode. What? I'll write it down. I'll write it down quick. I'll okay. write it down quick. You're starting Kyler Murray. You're starting James Conner. You're starting Chase Edmonds in a bind. Hopkins, you're starting. AJ Green, if you have buy issues, you could start. Absolutely. Christian Kirk is a Hail Mary play. You need a touchdown there. Ertz discussed him. Top seven play. Money play at tight end position. Green Bay, you're not starting Aaron Rodgers. You're starting Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon and a bind could be okay. Maybe. I wouldn't love it, but if you had to, sure. Um, MVS probably will be a top 35 play. Randall Cobb will be a top 40 play. And Robert Tunyon is outside my top 12. But, again, there aren't going to be a lot of options. Someone's going to have to catch passes for the Packers, and Robert Tunyon is a great candidate for that.
0: All right, well. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Bird and I will talk to you on Sunday, where we will be uh, reviewing the Sunday games basically raw, because this will be the Literally. freshest that they will be yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. So uh, you're going to get some real raw reactions, and especially during the Sunday night game, and then... Um, Monday. So we're going to be trying out that new upload schedule, and
1: we will. You people, to... you people are actually going to see me as a Cowboys fan in the flesh. Yeah. Fuck. Be weird. Fuck me. Wow. I'm not prepared. Oh, it might be frightening. I might have to. Uh, I might have to turn the game off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everyone, uh, we'll see you on Sunday.
0: Yes, we will see you on Sunday. From my co-host Ed Burtzell, I'm Adam Castor. We'll talk to you next time.
1: Bye-bye.